Hi, this is Alice presenting SOAS Radio Songs Against Corruption podcast for International Anti-Corruption Day. From Band-Aid 30 to Africa Stop Ebola, produced by SOAS Radio's very own Carlos Turinos, there's a lot of debate going on at the moment about the impact which music can have, be it positive or negative, particularly if it's aimed at engaging the public with an important global issue. That's why I'm going to be speaking to anti-corruption activists who have used creative ways, including music, to engage youth in the fight against corruption. I spoke to Lucky Ronald Minoe, who works for Corruption Watch, an anti-corruption organisation and Transparency International partner in South Africa. Lucky, could you start by telling me a bit about the work Corruption Watch does to address the issue of corruption in South Africa? Corruption Watch is a non-profit organization. We are based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, we work the whole country. We are a team consisting of uh, investigators, uh, journalists, and people who go into communities to conduct meetings with, with the public. We actually raise awareness in communities first. We encourage the public to report their to, to report corruption to us. So based on the reports that we receive from the public, what we do is that we analyze the information, the, 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 the data that we receive from the public, and that's how we develop campaigns as Corruption Watch. So Corruption Watch was started in uh, the beginning of 2012, and so far we have received just over 9,000 reports of corruption from the public. So with those reports, we sit down and we analyze what kind of corrupt activities are people reporting to us and then you find that people are reporting about corruption that is happening in the health sector people are reporting about corruption that is happening in education people are reporting about corruption that is happening in the police so based on those we develop campaigns to address those issues one of the successful campaigns we are busy with now is uh, corruption in schools we received a lot of reports from teachers from school governing bodies parents and learners reporting about corruption that is happening in our public schools and for example you'd find that uh, the department of basic education in south africa would start a project where all uh, the poor communities receive what you call national nutrition program in schools so every morning when a child gets to school they get breakfast and then they get served lunch but in most cases what happens is that teachers themselves and other school governing bodies and school principals instead of feeding children with these food, these food end up in their houses and children have got nothing to eat at school. So that is just one example of the type of corruption that happens in schools in Africa and they range from mismanagement of funds by school governing bodies up until you can talk about the contracts, maybe there's broken windows in schools instead of making the project public for everyone to know about it. Uh, as a school principal, I will employ an uncle of mine, a, a wife of mine, people, or a friend of mine. So you find that the, the community at large does not benefit. So basically, that is our our approach to what uh, people are reporting to us. We strategically uh, identify few reports that we can investigate, but when we conduct that investigation, we're also gathering information because if we are investigating 
creating the very same kind of school feeding scheme. It means that we are gathering information, understanding what the policy says on how should learners be fed in schools, what is the legislation saying. So we take that information as Corruption Watch, we develop public education material, and then we go to community radio stations, go to the mainstream media, and we arrange town hall meetings for communities that, are not have, that does not have the internet to access our information, and we start educating them on how these things are supposed to work, because we believe that the more people report corruption to us, the more we, we will be able to advocate on their behalf. And lastly, this information, we are able to engage with government, to say to government, 500 people have reported corruption in schools to us, and these are the gaps that they are telling us, these are the hotspots, and these are the trends. So we make recommendations, write a report with findings, and we encourage government to focus on those gaps. And why did you personally get involved with the fight against corruption? I'm the president of Integrity. So uh, this is the second organization that I work for where I, I'm a corruption fighter. I call myself a corruption fighter. I believe in, in development and I believe that up until we all treat, uh, we are treated equally as people, we, we will see progress of the country. Our main mandate is actually to fight corruption, but our approach to it is that up until people have got information about everything that happens in their lives, about the, 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 the building of a school in a community, about the building of a clinic in a community, if that information is not available for the people, which people can use as a tool, that community will not be able to hold those in power accountable. If the money is being mismanaged, this community will not be able to say, hey, but you had four million rent to develop an early childhood development center in our community. Where is it? And what work do you do specifically with youth in South Africa? Within the schools campaign, we had uh, we had to involve learners in schools, and then we we develop a debate competition for high school learners. And they were debating around issues of corruption. They were raising awareness on issues of corruption in their schools and stuff like that. And from that, we saw the the, the need to to start engaging young people at a very young age because we believe that if we expose them to challenges that are facing our young democracy in the country, we expose them to the reality of what is happening in the country. They are the people who will look at uh, issues of corruption and come with solutions actually because at, at this particular point we've got a lot of people coming to say to us this is what happened and we always say to them what did you do as a citizen and they always say but you are corruption watch, you must put this out. And then we want young people to start being responsible, to start being people of integrity. They must know their roles. They must know their responsibilities. And I'll use example of, 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 of what we did. When we conducted the survey, we asked young people a few questions. And one of the questions was, what are the challenges that you think are facing youth in South Africa? And they spoke about unemployment, that every time they, they, they go to university, some, some, some cannot afford university, but every time they go and apply for a job, they are being asked for a bribe. And then others were, talking, were telling us about applying for a driver's license. If you want to get a driver's license from South Africa, you have to go to a corrupt driving school. Because if you go to the honest driving school, you are going to fail because they're not bribing the officials of government for their person to get a driver's license. So based on that information, we sat down as Corruption Watch and said, then we need to develop a campaign that will address issues that are facing young 
young people in the country. We identified a group of young people in the country, about 40, ranging from young CEOs below the age of 40, unemployed activists in communities, high school learners who are just leaders, and a variety of young people. And we sat, we, we sat down with them and we said, we, we would like young people to lead the conversation in how can we involve young people in the fight against corruption. The, the thing that came out was that because the issue of corruption has been discussed in boardrooms, in seminars, in conferences. For them, it's not an issue that interests them. But we should find the way of using arts in the form of dance or poetry or a song, which will encourage other young people in communities to, to listen and try to be responsible. So that's how the idea came up. So we partnered with a local a musician called uh, Fiesta Black. She's a young lady who's also gone through some of the challenges young people are, are, are talking about. But most importantly, we, we always, uh, for the view at Corruption Watch, that young people are the leaders of today, not tomorrow. And we see this through what, uh, what they do in terms of communication, in terms of fashion, trends, and, and many other things. So we are taking that very seriously to say, because you are leaders now, leaders into involving in young people in the fight against corruption and this is how the, 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 the idea came up and now we've got a song that we launch in tomorrow to commemorate the international uh, anti-corruption day the song talks about it's not only talking about uh, government officials being corrupt but it really sent a very good message across to say if you as a young person are going to pay a bribe to get your driver's license for example an identity document you are just as them because you are promoting this this culture of, of bribing in, a, in our society. So we hope that young people will listen to the song, they will dance to the song, and they will join the conversation.
style, Louis Vuitton flex. Skim some cream, then relax. Go extra large, pockets, brown envelopes. So please lose the ducket. Your confidence you'll never fall. Showing us you wanting more. In fact, showing us that you'll take it all. Your confidence you'll never fall. Showing us you wanting more. In fact, showing us that you'll take it all. Fiesta Black singing High Basile, which means they wicked in Zulu, I'm told. Lastly, could you tell me what your plan for the song is now that you've released it? To promote our song on the 9th of December, Corruption Watch is encouraging young people to listen to the song, which they can find on YouTube. And uh, the name of the song is Basile, Hi Basile. So you'll find it on our website. So basically, young people are, are encouraged to listen to the song and then come up with a choreography for the song. And they, they take a video of themselves dancing to the song and then they send the song back to Corruption Watch on the Twitter handle of Corruption Watch or they can also do that on the hashtag for the day which will be hashtag Basile. Next, I spoke to Rob Telpaley, Liberian writer and PhD researcher here at SOAS, who published an anti-corruption book for children last year called Bagba. Rob Tell, could you start by telling me what inspired you to write your book? I worked for the Liberian government for about four years, and one of the things I was responsible for was reforming the bilateral scholarships program, so basically scholarships that other countries donated to Liberia, uh, primarily because we had discovered that the entire bilateral scholarship scheme had been hijacked. People were selling scholarships, people were buying scholarships, people were bribing their way through the system, and there was a particular case of four young men who had forged their national exam records 
So we'd call them in, question them, and they denied it. They eventually confessed. But what struck me was these were 18-year-old boys in the prime of their, you know, adolescence on the verge of going to college. And I was just really disturbed by the fact that they thought their actions were legitimate, that it was okay. Um, And I think that experience, even though I had seen corruption throughout my experiences working for government and even in the private domain, I realized that we couldn't wait until the age of 18 to start infusing these ideas about integrity. And so I decided to pair up with a Liberian entrepreneur, literary entrepreneur based in New York, and Chase Walker, who was a graphic designer at Front Page Africa, one of the local dailies of Liberia, because I wanted to start a national conversation with Liberian children about what it means to be accountable to oneself, to one's community, and what it also means to have integrity. And sure enough, these two dynamic young Liberians were the perfect allies in putting, uh, bringing this book to life. So that's essentially what inspired me to, to write the book. Uh, number one, I wanted to create a story that Liberian children could see themselves reflected in. But more than that, um, the story has sort of a didactic approach in the sense that it's about teaching children the codes of ethics that they should follow, um, that they should have integrity, that they should um, understand that honesty is a virtue, um, and that they should sort of emulate that in their everyday lives. And how do you think corruption does affect everyday people in Liberia? Well, I often say that in Liberia, we tend to think of corruption as only a public sector thing, um, that only the government or government officials are corrupt. When in actuality, I think it it permeates throughout every single facet of society in Liberia. So it, it's in the markets where some market women might give you less than what you actually paid for. It's in the schools where children will give their teachers bribes in order to get really good grades. It's in the public sector where there's illicit financial flows outside of Liberia um, that severely impact our revenue stream. It's in the government where public officials will steal from the public treasury and get away with it. Uh, It's a function of poverty, but it's also a function of greed. And I think in many ways, everyone is complicit, um, unfortunately. And I think it's going to take generations for people to recognize that they also have a part to play. Could you tell me a bit more about the project since you launched it? So we launched the book in 2013, February, so critical acclaim, I might add. Um, We have been able to partner with the Ministry of Education to get the book on the supplemental reading list for third to fifth graders. We've also gotten a grant from the Open Society Initiative of West Africa to pilot the book in 10 rural schools in Montserrado County, which is where the capital Monrovia is located. And we would have actually launched that pilot in September 2014 this year, but because of the Ebola outbreak, we had to um, sort of derail our plans. But as soon as schools reopen and Ebola is fully contained, that pilot will uh, definitely go ahead. And um, I'm really interested where the idea came for a song that was inspired by the book. Oh, yes. So the song is actually a part of the Osiwa grant. Um, And the idea was, you know, because we don't really have a society that reads quite often. And so we wanted to expand the book to a wider audience. So we partnered with Takunje, who is the premier Liberian hip-hop musician in in the country. And he is, uh, he's an activist in and of, in, in his own right. Um, so when we pitched the idea to him to write a Bagba song, he was really enthusiastic about it. 
and uh, and and I think it did exactly what we intended. It expanded the horizons of the book, and more and more people know what what the book is. Um, just because Takunje has a particular following, a huge following, um, and his endorsement of the book has given us wider reach in terms of the amount of people we've been able to communicate to. And and the song is great. I mean, the beat is just fantastic. I remember when Takunje's manager sent me the song. I was traveling back from the United States to the UK, and I ended up just leaping out of my seat and dancing because it's such an upbeat song, um, talking about a really important message. And I was so pleased with the final product. Hearing the song, you should change your decision. Not the government, we're all in corruption. Make the money, we're all being corrupt. Give the people with a better result. Sell your goods, it might not be as fire. Give the reps, don't make it higher. All that one, they can call it bye bye. Stand up and speak up against corruption. They save this nation with a better intention. Yes. Bye bye, it's setting too much. Say no to corruption, you'll be alright. Bye bye, it's setting too much. Say no to corruption, you'll be alright.
that was Takun Jay with Bagbit is Corruption. And that's part of a genre of music in Liberia called Hipco, if you want to check it out. Um, so lastly, Rob Tell, could you tell me what you've got planned for Anti-Corruption Day this year? Well, we have a special promotion plan for Anti-Corruption Day. My publisher, Way to More, and I have basically put together a promotion package. We are going to be giving a special deal for anyone who buys copies of Bagba between December 1st and December 31st. Uh, no shipping fees included. Um, when you visit the One More Book uh, website, and that's one the word one more m-o-o-r-e book b-o-o-k dot com that's one more book dot com when you go to that site just uh, go to the bookstore um, and check out Bagba when you check out Bagba you type in the promotion code which is Bagba G-B-A G-B-A and you can donate a book or a number of books to to children across um, the country in Liberia what we're going to do is we're going to be donating the books to children in um, in regions in Liberia that have been most impacted by the Ebola virus we don't know when schools will reopen unfortunately at this stage but the idea is to work with a local anti-corruption organization that's also a chapter of Transparency International in Liberia called the Center for Transparency and Accountability in Liberia to distribute the books uh, however many donations we receive between now and the end of December to children across the country. My name's Alice McCool and this has been SOAS Radio Songs Against Corruption for Anti-Corruption Day 2014. Thanks for listening.